Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's got jury duty today. She's out in her place. The great, the magnificent, the magnanimous Brad Kloppenstein. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Rob. I was going to try to pawn myself off as Casey today with just a cold. No, that's not going to (laughs) work. Absolutely not. Uh, Okay, so everybody needs to stick around because coming up now, we did record this yesterday, so Casey will be a part of it. And we're not trying to hoodwink you or deceive you, but we do want to let everybody know that coming up at 10 o'clock, we really have an incredible interview for you. So Becky Cash, she is a state rep from Brownsburg and Zionsville. She was uh, bold enough to agree to come in here and we're going to spend most of next hour talking about her vote for the incredibly large Indiana state budget that passed. Someone took you up on this. Uh, Look, we got got to give her huge credit and look, we're going to go into all of it. The gas, nothing for the gas tax or I mean, uh, nothing for the property tax. The gas tax is going up. The raises. I mean, to her credit, she sat in here and answered I'm not sure it went well for her, but she, she gets a lot of credit. Rob, she, I always assumed that you were just fishing with an unbaited hook there, and so suddenly you caught a fish. No, look, I mean, her predominantly male counterparts don't have the cojones that this lady has, because again, I don't agree with most of what she said, and everybody's going to make their own decision, but we give credit where credit is due. She sat in here, she answered all the questions, she didn't run, she didn't hide, she owned where the failures were. There were a lot of them. Did she get twitchy? Was she looking no, at the no, door no. a lot? She was, uh, she was way more man than people like Jim Lucas or Jake Teshka will ever be, and she sat in here and answered all the questions. So, that's coming up 10 o'clock. But first, uh, we do have to start by thanking uh, our dear, dear listener and, and friend, Officer Brad, who works down at the, uh, the federal uh, courthouse. He brought us in Jack's Donuts, Brad. I love Officer Brad. Yeah, Officer Brad, he spares no expense. He comes down to, out of his own wallet, whips out his own wallet, and says, I love your show. Here's some donuts for you guys to get through the day. So a uh, big thank you to him. And somebody who we should not be thanking is the Biden administration or Joe Biden himself. And you may know, Brad, today's a big day. The President of the United States will be meeting with the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Just are they having coffee? Maybe a beer? I have no idea. I don't even know if Joe Biden at this point knows he's meeting with Kevin McCarthy, but that's at least on his itinerary of things to do to discuss the debt ceiling. This will be fun. Oh, it'll be. That's a strong word to use. I would use many words to describe it. I was told Mitch McConnell will be there as well. At least he announced he was going to be there. And um, <laughs> this is great. So one of Biden's economic advisors was on. CNN yesterday and CNN in a rare, random, confused, likely accidental act of journalism asked, would Biden rather default on the U.S. debt rather than accept spending cuts? And this guy had no answer. Would President Biden rather the U.S. default on its debt obligations and accept a bill that includes any spending cuts? Uh, That's not the situation before us right as we speak. It's not, eh? <laughs> I think that kind of is the, the yeah, thing pretty, before us. For sure, that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> They're just shameless, Brad. These people are just absolutely shameless. And one of the reasons they are shameless is they always get away with whatever they do. And so if you're Joe Biden, 
why wouldn't you think the Republicans are ultimately going to cave? Because he knows Kevin McCarthy doesn't really actually care about the spending. He's doing this because he has to keep the people in his caucus happy, who are the reason he became Speaker of the House. And you know it's a half-baked effort by McCarthy because he doesn't actually care. He'll be like, just cut a couple things. Come on, man. Give me a win. Please, just give, give me, me a win. Um, so, again, yesterday, much of the talk circuit was uh, about what's going to happen in this meeting with McCarthy and Biden. And McCarthy did take a, have a presser yesterday, and he said the ball is ultimately in Biden's court. You said at the very beginning we had to show you a plan, even though the Democrats have shown no plan. Not only did we show you a plan, we're the only ones to pass a plan. So I think it's up to you now. Whether the economy goes in any trouble, it's you. Because the Republicans raised the debt limit. You have not. Neither has Schumer. Okay, a couple things on this. Number one, Brad, you're a businessman. I am a businessman. You actually now represent the business I re- community. I represent businesses all over greater Lawrence area. You are the Lawrence Chamber of Commerce director. Hashtag why I love there Lawrence. There you go. See how I teed that up for Thank you? Thank you. And as a businessman, you've owned businesses. I you have. run businesses. You have obviously negotiated in business, whether it is to purchase large quantities of alcohol or whatever that might be. Wouldn't you love to be negotiating with Kevin McCarthy? Because that guy just sounds like a dude you could just walk right over. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can talk him in circles. And you notice he takes great pride. And I think this is what is so enraging for conservatives. Kevin McCarthy takes great pride in telling you, we've already voted to raise the debt limit. A country that is $32 trillion in debt and you have the Speaker of the House going out of his way and taking great pride in telling you, well, we've just tacked on another trillion and a half more to it. We've already given in and said we're going to continue to do the thing that raises inflation, that drives prices higher, that further endangers us to countries like China. We've already done all those things, and he doesn't think twice about it, Brad. Like, he acts like he's under some obligation to actually raise this debt ceiling. And again, when you look at the cuts or lack thereof they've actually received in this, even by the Republican plan, according to Justin Amash, former U.S. representative, it's still going to result in, by 2033, the national debt is going to be $47 trillion. If Kevin McCarthy had any cojones at all, he would go in there with not only a balanced budget, but a budget that says we're going to put 10% of our budget towards paying down the debt. We are going to be debt-free in 10%, probably it'd be 50 years, but still, it's a step in the right direction. Nobody ever even talks about that anymore. My libertarian sensibilities just get twitchy either anytime I hear either one of them talking about it because it's a matter of do we want to drive off the cliff at 100 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour? We're still going off the cliff. I remember this. So this must have been we were still getting along. That's how long ago this was. This must have been 2013. Todd Rokita. You know Rokita? Yes, that, that, was, that was Todd Rokita 1.4, I think, which, which was kinder, gentler. Indiana's Lionel Hutz. He's yeah. now the attorney general. <laughs> if he doesn't win, your pizza's free. Uh, back when he was a congressman and he wasn't a complete clown and he used to actually be a somewhat normal person who behaved in a normal fashion, he and the Republicans, This was there was some government shutdown. This had to be 2013, because I think I was still working in the auditor's office. If my date is off, I'm sorry. But this was during a government shutdown, and they had a proposal at the time that would have balanced the budget. Balanced the budget. Not anything with the current debt. They're still adding to debt. 
it, the government shut down over a plan in 2013, so that was 10 years ago, that would have balanced the budget in like 26 years. And that was, even at the time, Obama's like, nope, not having any of that. That is a generation. So that was <laughs> 10 years ago, and we've made no progress on it whatsoever. The Republicans are not serious people. They're not honest brokers. They don't actually want to cut government spending. They're just, they do want to cut the government spending that doesn't enrich the people who donate to their campaigns. When you look at the stuff they're looking to try to get rid of, much of it is stuff that does not benefit the large donors to Republican-based campaigns. Rob, if only the Republicans would have had the presidency and the House and the Senate sometime in the last six years, <laughs> we could have fixed all this. <laughs> Um, let's go back in the time machine, shall we, Brad? Here yes. is uh, Joe Biden in 2011. Now, of course, Biden now saying not negotiating, no cuts. Uh, we must keep spending into oblivion. I'm not going to talk about cutting anything. Uh, it's fine that in 10 years, by my budget, it'll be $52 trillion of national debt. This is normal, rational operating so, procedure. So let me get this straight. So basically, he's out in front of a bunch of people saying, onward through the fog. Absolutely. Got now, it. here's the problem. We fa- the, the internet is forever. And that's the great thing about my show is that I know 20 years from now, I'll be able to go back and view this show and I'll be still be saying the same things 20 years from now that I'm saying right now, only the problems will be markedly worse. However, if you're a disingenuous hypocrite who doesn't know where he's at half the time like Biden, sometimes it'll work against you. Here's Biden in 2011 ripping 2023 Biden's current position. How can you explain this? How can you explain the fact that grown men and women are unwilling to budge up till now, and still some of them are still unwilling to budge, by taking an absolute position, my way or no way? That's not governing. That's no way to govern. You can't govern that way. This is a cycle. I predict to you that a lot of those new members who came here with my way or the highway, they'll either be on the highway or they'll learn that they have to have compromise. No, Joe Biden certainly never does not at this point remember he said that. He may not remember where he was yesterday. But it is just it just is on just full display how nothing these these politicians say means anything at all. And they're totally pulling it out of their backside. And there is just no meaning behind anything they say other than what might benefit them in the moment. Right. Well, it's no different than you saying, hey, Brad, let's go over and take all of Kevin's money. And I stand in a way and say, no, I'm only going to let you take half of Kevin's money. (laughs) However, one more audio clip, and I'm only going to play it because Kev went to the effort to pull it. I believe by and large, she adds nothing to the conversation conversation, but I felt if we made Kev go to the effort to have to subject himself to Corinne Jean-Pierre, then everybody has to suffer along with Kevin. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday saying Biden will be clear with McCarthy when they meet today. And editorial comment here, Brad, that'll be the first time Biden's been clear since Reagan was president. The president's going to be as clear as he's been these last several months, as clear as I've been, as clear as other uh, administration has been, members of the administration has been, which is they need to do their job. They need to get this done on behalf of the American people and do their jobs. He's going to be clear, Brad. No more, no less. He's going to be clear. He's going to be incredibly clear. He's going to be totally clear. Because yeah, if you read between the lines and listen closely, she didn't say he's going to be more clear. He's not going to be any less clear than he was six months ago, but not anymore either. Yes, because the first word when you think of Joe Biden that comes to mind is clear. Clarity, He's yes. Very concise and clear. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Brad, we've got to talk about what's going on in Noblesville. The amount of money that the city of Noblesville is about to spend to bring a minor league basketball team 
it, it, there, there is it is rare something happens in government, and I say I'm at a loss for words, but if you live in Noblesville, you should be completely ashamed of the people that run that community. We'll talk about it next. Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. An act of government insanity and waste of your money that I, well, it may be the winner this year, Brad. And that's really saying something considering the budget the Indiana General Assembly just passed. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's out today. She got jury duty, Brad Kloppenstein Stein in for Casey. So <laughs> I can't even believe the numbers we're about to throw out here. And it is when you hear these state reps go, well, what are we supposed to do about property taxes? How are you going to fund the local governments? The amount of money, the sickening puke all over yourself amount of money that these local governments have is i mean it is so gross and the fact that these state reps and senators apparently have no idea the amount of money they have allowed these local governments to have and the abusive nature by which they are spending it get ready bal you're about to be in for a problem so noblesville has announced and the mayor out there, I think his name is Jensen. Chris Jensen. And he's always seemed like a pretty decent guy. I, uh, let me preface this by saying, as far as central Indiana mayors go, Chris Jensen is one of my favorites. Well, it, whatever that is, that's out the window now because <laughs> this is gross. And Chris Jensen and that city council there should be ashamed of themselves for agreeing to do this. So they have, there is a G League team. So I, I challenge our listeners <laughs> Do you even know what the G League is? The G League is like minor league for b- baseball. It's like the it's not even I guess it's kind of the equivalent of the Indianapolis Indians but with a fraction of the popularity. Correct. Is that a fair yes, way for basketball? Okay. So the, the city of Noblesville, the G League team for the Pacers is called the Mad Ants and they currently play in Fort Wayne. And there is it depends on the game, I guess, but I was told the actual tickets sold are somewhere over like a thousand maybe per game. So, uh, Rob, they they draw dozens of fans a game. I mean, it is like minor league basketball is about as popular as ice fishing. Yeah, I mean, they, some, they they draw less than Fort Wayne lures. There, <laughs> there are there are certainly people who are into it. But unlike the Indians where, hey, it's a beautiful day at Victory Field and 10,000 people are going to go for the sole purpose of sitting out on the lawn at Victory Field and enjoying the day and they can't name seven players, that does not exist with minor league basketball because it's indoors and there is a chance one or two of these guys might appear on a seven-day contract for the Pacers at some point. It is a fraction of the popularity of minor league baseball. But the city of Noblesville... In their infinite wisdom, apparently has so much money laying around that they have agreed to pay $36.5 million of taxpayer money. $36.5 million to build a stadium for the G League team to the Indiana Pacers to play in. I would think that there might be better, there might be other needs. <laughs> like a, a, a road? Or, or maybe property owners could use that money to pay bills something i i agree when i first heard this i'm like 
A, is having that team in Noblesville better than having it in Fort Wayne? At least Fort Wayne has, they can say this is our team and it's their connection to the Pacers. Now, if you live in Fishers, you're not going to go to a G League game. You're just going to go to a Pacer game. Well, heck, they just built a giant arena in Fishers for the fuel to play in. Can't they play there? Yeah. Well, exactly. the fuel already have an arena going in in Fishers. They could play this in Noblesville and High what, School. What about the Coliseum? We just spent a gajillion taxpayer dollars to renovate the Coliseum. And the fuel are moving out. And now there's something where the, I think it's the sports core is asking for like $90 million to build some monstrosity on the campus of IUPUI. How many arenas do we need in central Indiana? Apparently all of them. This is... It is so rare I'm at a loss for words and that I'm surprised by anything. And I know we got to get to the news because Kurt Darling's an award winner and he's going to come in here and just throw a tantrum if we don't get to the news on time. But we're going to revisit this later in the show because Jensen and that city council, they should be publicly shamed for doing this. This is the last thing government should be doing. And it is, again, people building bright, shiny objects so they can have their name on a plaque outside the stadium rather than actually representing the people. Well, I want to touch on the Pan Am Plaza deal coming up too. Yeah, okay, so Mike is going to join us when we come back. Then maybe we'll, we'll, to pull a sacky, we'll circle back to this because the Pan Am Plaza thing is is going to be a nightmare. Government sucks, Brad. Across the board. You know who doesn't suck, though? Kurt Darling. He's up with the news. Next. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Let's go right to the drive. Hubler.com hotline. The conservative voice of the state of Indiana. Pastor Micah Beckwith joins us now. All right, Beckwith. A big event took place on Sunday at the uh, Indiana State Capitol. The power of prayer in full force. Tell us all about it. Oh, yeah. It was was a great event. It was called Kingdom to the Capitol. Turning Point Faith. And uh, and then an organization called Let Us Worship. So that's Charlie Kirk and a guy named Sean Foyt have been going to all 50 state capitals. And uh, and they've just been bringing in uh, people who want to pray and worship and just ask the Lord to cover the state that they're in with, uh, you know, his spirit and his goodness. And there were, there were probably close to 2,000 people there inside the the state house. I've been there for some really loud rallies and I, I can hear, you know, the left, they, they can be really loud, but I'm going to tell you what, I've never heard anything this loud in the state house. Just people singing songs of praise and just, you know, prayer. It was, it was awesome. It was a phenomenal event and just really encouraging. We had some uh, state lawmakers that were there and they were, I think it was good for them to see that there is an army of, of really uh, solid faith and family uh, values people behind them because sometimes when you're in that world when you're just downtown and you know the ACLU's got an office right in the basement of the state house and they can rally a couple hundred leftists to come out and yell and scream and kick and you know moan about all what, whatever they're they're upset about it sometimes can feel like that's all of Indiana but to see this to see how many people filled the state house uh, it just I think it was good for some of these lawmakers to say okay we do have an army of conservative uh, people behind us and and Indiana is not the ACLU. So so it was awesome. I just thought it was a overall just a fantastic event. Did anyone at the event because uh, you said there were some lawmakers there yeah. uh call those people on stage and pray that they would finally start to care at all about our finances? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, a couple of them came up on stage and and they, you know, they prayed and and gave some good words. Like uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch really helped uh, get this get this in in place, and and then uh, she spoke. Uh, you had uh, Dan Elliott. He spoke as well. You know, the guy that that gives you your Republican in good standing uh, <laughs> credentials. Look, I like Elliott, and he's going to be on the show next week, and he's, he's a fine person. He doesn't control the gross amount of money that is being sucked from my existence and given to large government. Suzanne Krauts, on the other hand, does. So, I mean, next time we have one of these, can we call all the lawmakers up on stage and say, we're going to do a big colossal prayer that you people finally start to care about other people's finances. Can I, can I put that in request for the next big prayer? event (laughs) you can you can and listen what we do is we just say hey lord let your spirit overflow in our state because when god's spirit flows then that kind of stuff happens god is not the god of tyranny he's not the god of big taxes i'm telling you that right now like even in scripture you go back to even all the way to exodus god lays out what the government should or should not do to the people one of the things is to not burden them with things that like over overreaching and overarching uh tax burdens and and so so, you know, when we, when I pray, all right, Lord, let your goodness just flow all over the state, that's just like that overreaching, like, hey, it's all going to get better. If God's in it, it's all going to get better. But but you're right. We do have a huge, huge issue with Hoosiers feeling the pinch when it comes to this economic clown show that the Bidens have created. And, that, and now our state lawmakers in Indiana aren't really doing anything to help us out. So I, I think you're right on, and, and it's probably going to take a – the hand of God to fix this. Uh, Micah Beck with our guest. All right, so you mentioned uh, the big event Sunday for prayer. Now, I got to say, Beckwith, I'm a little disappointed you didn't invite me to pray at the prayer event, I think because people were concerned about me getting an open mic and what I might pray for, um, because there is a big event on June the 2nd that you have asked me to be a part of. That's right. Well, it's because it's near and dear to your heart. Not that prayer is it, Rob. <laughs> I, we're, I know, but... Thank you, but Micah. Thank real, you. <laughs> this was really near and dear to your heart. This one is property tax relief so as much as i know you love to pray i know you really love to talk about property taxes uh too so so we're gonna have a a rally on june june the second and it's gonna be uh it's just gonna be getting uh people together say hey what can be done about property taxes what can we do to to just again give the people a little bit of relief when it comes to these burdens i mean I, I, our our property our property assessments went up. Uh, I think it was eighteen percent this year. Is what our is what our house my my personal house. And I'm telling you, I do not live in a house that is worth as much as the government's telling me it's worth right now. And they are squeezing every little dime out of us. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you what Why are you guys doing this now? I mean, this is the worst time in history to be to be pumping this type of like just. Uh, squeeze onto the the people of Indiana. So so this is going to be a rally where we just kind of let our voices be heard. And and yes, you will be speaking. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to give a rousing uh, just re, uh, re, re, rebuke. Maybe who, who, is that a good word? Who, who, is, who, who is putting this on? Who am I aligning with here? I mean, I know it's no, <laughs> nobody inside the actual state house because they don't care at well, all. But who am I aligning myself with? Well, it's just a bunch of grassroots activists. It's not really an organization per se, but uh, myself. Uh, I, do you know uh, there's a guy named John Schmidt who's gonna who's helped getting this uh, on? Oh well. yeah, I know Schmidt. I'm surprised he's allowing me uh, on the pre- premise premises. Why? Okay, so so he doesn't like you either. Well, he had we he and I had a little interaction where he was badgering me during the Masters, and I told him to kick rocks one time. So. Uh. <laughs> 
Mike, well, everybody I, my, should know. Everybody my, should know. Don't, don't talk to you during the match. Well, that's right? the point I made to him. As I said, this is neither the time nor the place. Now you get lost. Now, Mike, I think you know pretty much at this point. I have offended just about everyone at some <laughs> shape, form, or fashion. Okay. So, point is, we're gonna get more information. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, uh, you know, gonna end up on a watch list or something for for participating in this. Uh, um, <laughs> Listen, brother, you are probably already on pretty much every watch list. But, but everybody, everybody should go ahead and mark June the 2nd. Your job, yep. Beckwith, next week is to come back with all the information. But right now, everybody go ahead and mark off June the 2nd uh, to be here downtown at the State House for the yep. property tax yep. rally. That's right. And uh, this is the save the date. More uh, details coming. So. Uh, speaking of save the date, we want everybody to save the date for the uh, next hour of radio because your friend, Becky Cash, is going to be here. And uh, look, I give her credit. We recorded this yesterday um, and to work around her schedule. And she uh, she did come in. She did say why she voted for the budget. But uh, uh, look, Beckwith, it's not good. I mean, I'm just going to say right now, it's. I mean, uh, look, I'm not going to say, use the term incredibly lame excuse but man these these lawmakers are really grasping at straws to defend voting for this budget well i think you got to remember too like they are so, someone like becky is on your team rob she's on our side Bad, micah doing, micah micah we've had this oh, conversation no, no, there no, is no. there is no one who voted for that budget that is on my team that is there is nothing no, nothing in that budget that's team kendall but go ahead i would I would argue that it is much more of a leadership issue because leadership didn't even give the caucus time to read the bill. And so I get it. You could just say, you could just say no on principle alone. And there were people that did that. I think Mike Young, Senator Young, I think he voted no on principle saying, listen, I'm not going to vote for something I can't read. And I, I respect that. I think that was actually a good call, but, but, but at the end of the day, when you have people who have worked so hard for issues like the vouchers, and we do have a huge education problem in, in Indiana, and the vouchers will help fix that. Someone like Becky, who's going in saying, gosh, you've you got me over a barrel here. If I vote no on this, I'm voting against the vouchers that I've worked so hard to fight for. And, I, and now I'm going to vote no because there's something that could potentially be in the bill that I don't know, that I don't like. Or I mean, it's really leadership's fault here. Like, Don't put the blame on someone like a Becky Cash because it's, it's leadership needs to give the caucus time to actually discuss what's going in the bill. But they won't do that because they know the moment they open it up, then it's never going to get done because people are going to say, well, we don't want this or we want that. And so it's, it's tough, but I think you gotta have to, you kind of have to look in the nuance of this too. So don't just, you know, crucify the, the new, the, yes, the nuance is they took all my stuff and gave me nothing. I mean, I look, and again, we give her credit. She came on, she answered the questions. People, I think people are going to be fascinated next hour to hear this, but man, Micah, are you uh, hurting muscles straining, trying to defend this? I mean, that's like a very, uh, I'm worried you're going to, uh, you know, injure yourself uh, here. Well, I haven't heard, I haven't heard the interview yet, but I think she's, she's very capable. I, I'm, out of all the freshman uh, reps and, and senators this year, I mean, she really was probably one of the best that, that got in the weeds, that understood the issues, that fought for, you know, fought for really great things. And so I, I, I really like Becky. I, I'm excited to listen to this. We, we talk, we, look, I give her credit. We talk about it all. We talk about the property taxes. We talk about the gas tax. We, we talk about the raises. I mean, it's uh, – uh, look, I'm not going to use the term brazoodle, but, I mean, it is uh, 
It's not a good look for the Indiana Republican Party. That's I'll just tell you that. All right. Uh, before I let you go, anything else you'd like to uh, tell the masses before we bid you adieu and talk to you next week? Well, hey, get behind the you know, people. Like, find people in your community. I talked about this Sunday at church. Find people in your community that are leaders that that need encouragement and get behind them to like send them a word of encouragement. Sometimes being in, uh, in leadership can be a lonely place to be. And so, you know, I always, it, you always hear the naysayers and naysayers are the ones that will, you know, and Rob, I'm not saying you're necessarily a naysayer, but. Oh you know, no, I'm a naysayer, Michael. These people, Micah, these people suck. They're awful. No, I'm, I'm a total naysayer. No, they're awful. <laughs> so your voices, voices come out when, when it's the negative, but very rarely do you ever hear people say, Hey, thanks for doing what you did. Or so if, if there's something that someone in office has done that's been good, like shoot them an email, send them a text, give them a call, like, you know, whatever it might be. If there's somebody locally that's serving, you know, and, and, and you know, just somewhere, and you're like, that's real, that's a, gr- a great thing you did. Just let them know because that goes a long way for them. And, and uh, we live in a very, very hostile negative culture right now and, and a little bit of a positive. Uh, I know you're uh, going to send the Noblesville City Council and your buddy Jensen up there, and that is name, the mayor, and that is Chris. his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for using uh, $36.5 million of your taxpayer dollars to find a new place for the Pacers uh, G League team. I know you'll be sending out a very quick email as soon as we get off there uh, these people i mean come on micah i mean i know you're gonna not gonna use the word but the the majority of these people at the state and local level they're awful i mean they are just awful 36 and a half million bucks for a g league team to have a stadium come on even you don't believe that Hey, listen, I just heard that this morning's news this morning when I was listening to WRC. So I don't even know what's going on there other than I know it's the Mad Ants, and I'm thinking to myself, who names their team the Mad Ants? Micah, it's the same thing that's always going on. You don't even need to read what's going on. It's the same thing that's always going on. Your tax money, you a middle-class pastor who is scraping by, your tax money is going to build a stadium so that the Indiana Pacers can have their team closer to where they normally play. But weren't you the guy giving big high fives to uh, Ursay when he built the Lucas State? I, I thought you loved that. I thought I've heard you say like, Yeah, me and the trust fund guy, Ursay. We're going to be hanging out at the Bellagio together. You get out of here with this. I love you, Micah Beckwith. You're the best. Oh, man. Love you too, man. Keep it up. 93 WIBC. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So in terms of stupid things local governments are doing that's going to cost you a bunch of money, the city of Indianapolis has seen what the city of Noblesville did and said, hold my beer. (laughs) That's the Kendall and Casey show. Brad Kloppenstein in for uh, Casey today. We got to talk about what's going on with Pan Am Plaza, Brad. 
What's $510 million amongst friends, Rob? This is absolutely. Are, so I'm trying to get my my mind around this. So they announced a year, year and a half ago, that they're going to build this giant hotel where Pan Am Plaza is. It's going to be connected to the convention center. Everybody celebrated it. Kite Realty says, we're going to front the money. We're going to do this. Right. We're going to be the developer. Sure. Hilton hotels are going to run it. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Right. And everybody applauded, and there was lots of cheers and Accolades. Yes. Now, over the weekend, Kite Realty says, well, about us fronting the money, we're not going to do that anymore. And so even Indianapolis says, well, that's fine. We'll just bond it out. We will... <laughs> We will front the $510 million, and we're going to own it, and then we're going to hire a guy to make sure it's being operated properly, and Hilton Hotels is going to run it. But then somehow Kite Realty is still involved. Yes, this is the but best part, Brad. I, I don't know how this happened. So Kite Realty is going to profit off yes. this, but have no skin in the game is what this sounds like. Kite Realty totally screwed everyone, and they're still going to be allowed to help design and get this thing up in the air. They're- Why? We don't need you, Kite. If you don't have any of the money... You can walk. So, okay. So, again, just to just to reiterate what Brad said, the city of Indianapolis, so the taxpayers of Indianapolis, yes, are going to be on the hook to build a forty-story hotel tower in Pan Am Plaza. Correct. And then, because government runs everything so efficiently, the government is now going to run said hotel. Correct. Which Carmel did that with their whole. What the uh, yeah the signature hotel, hotel. Carmichael yes. Yes. yes so so yes Carmel laid the foundation for this and now apparently every other municipality in the state has to has to keep up but you're right so so the city is going to bond this so yes. it's not necessarily money that's come in so basically a bond is a loan backed by the it's good, debt pardon me it's debt debt yeah so it's yes yeah, so that so the city of Indianapolis goes out gets a bunch of investors and then because they use the city's credit rating eventually as the money as the revenue comes in that goes and pays that back but that also means that if this project fails miserably which sometimes they're apt to do the city of Indianapolis is on the hook for paying back those bonds and that debt and again Brad it would be one thing if the streets were paved in gold oh my god the crime the rate number was- of potholes that I hit on my way here today, and I'm like, I, Dean Parker, think please, of, please think get out there and get some stuff done. Think about the damage you could do with $510 million on your city streets and sidewalks. Holy ca- Rob, if I had $510 million, I'd be like Andy Dufresne <laughs> asking for money for the library, man. <laughs> um, but again, Brad, it is another example of government getting into the bright, shiny object business and that is not what government is supposed to be, whether it's this $36.5 million in Noblesville to give a sweetheart deal to a te- to the Pacers minor league team. I, I don't understand that one. Who do they think is going to go to these games? They're saying, oh, we're going to build it and it's going to have suites and we're going to sell suites and we're going to sell naming rights for $5 million. To who? Oh, and for what? <laughs> For what? Nobody's going to go to these games. You know what it is, Brad? And I thought about this for a long time. It's not their money. No, and it, it's really easy when it's not your money. Because you know what? Somebody's going to get their name on a plaque outside the hotel or the stadium. Somebody's going to get to attend a ribbon cutting. The Pacers are going to come say nice things about the mayor of Noblesville. Somebody's going to come say nice things about Joe Hogsett. And they're not the ones on the hook for it.
Amen. All right, when we come back, Pecky Cash, the boldest of the bunch. She's going to talk about voting for the 2023 budget. Wild stuff ahead. Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Yeah.